Hey, this is the Live Life Aggressively Show. I'm Sincere Hogan. Got Mike Mall on the other line. Hey, man, how are you? We've been like traveling a lot these last couple of weeks, man. So I know you just good, got man. back coming in. Off, yeah, coming off a fun weekend. I went to see the band Soulfly with my good friend Dave Gunter, who's a big fan of our show, listens awesome. to it every week. And you ever notice that every drunk girl ex- acts exactly the same? Yeah, drunk. They, they, they the <laughs> she loves you. She's yeah. slobbering. She's, her breath no, no, is kicking. They, they always talk too much. It's always, they always think they're coherent. And their voice is like six octaves higher. Everything. And it's always extremely annoying and unattractive. Doesn't matter what their ethnic background is. Doesn't matter where it is. It's always annoying. Right. So we're at Soulfly. We have this little table. The band gets on, and this lady keeps looking over at me. And she goes, she goes, come on, man, get into it. Why are you? She's like, I can't tell if you're having a good time or not. I was like, well, why are you looking at me? You know? I was like, don't worry about what I'm doing. You know? And she wouldn't stop. So finally, I was about to leave, and then I realized, okay, I think I can get rid of her using what the Buddha would call skillful means. And I was like, man, you know, have you noticed the band keeps looking at you? She's like, huh? I go, they keep looking at you. Go, go right there. Just go up front. Go up front. She's like, okay. <laughs> she runs off. <laughs> and that's the last we saw of her. Boom. Oh. See you later, biatch. <laughs> that's just another oh, night man. of business. But every, every concert you go to, there's always a drunk girl, and they're all the same person. They always act the same. It's not a good look. Lee. Well, usually she's right next to the drunk guy, too. So we're not going to let him get off, you know, easily as well. He's the same dude what's up bro what's up bro looking at me and then with me hey man you got anything like <laughs> like what what are you no man i'm 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 good I'm like nah man you know like what weed no <laughs> like oh i was just thinking man you had the dreads i just figured you had some weed i'm like no man i'm the squarest yeah, guy you probably gonna meet your <laughs> i got a foot <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious, man. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we saw Guns N' Roses a long time ago. The same thing. It was a similar. It was a similar type situation. It was a guy, and he did the same thing. He's like, man, you know, I can't tell if you're you're enjoying the show or not. You know, I, I don't know if you like me or you hate me. Oh, I was like, what? The what? Fuck is wrong with you, man? I was like, why are you looking at me when we're at a concert? <laughs> oh anyway, man, won't belabor that point. Just now, let's move on to some quick thank yous to mm-hmm. a lot of our listeners who have been supporting the show. They're using that coupon code LLA get 10% off the best nutrition products around nutrition supplements let's see we've got Corey Burks Brian Watkins Scott Peterson Bill O'Leary Jason Elliott Audrey Powell Abraham Bennett Miguel Perez Jacob Peterson and Mick Moyer they're all using that coupon code LLA to get 10% off any nutrition product any product actually you see it at my website mikemahler.com and how about over at your site, man? Also want to say, you know, give a shout out to Pat Watterson and Brad Coltec. Brad also, not only did he buy some product, he also became a Patreon supporter as well. And also to Kevin S. Helm. And uh, also one more, as far as the Patreon is con- concerned, one more shout out to Mike Connell, who also became a monthly supporter on Patreon. So the names I mentioned before, they used that coupon code LLA and they got 10% off. And I'm starting to see a big increase now. I think they're listening to us and when we're talking about we're getting into the holidays and not waiting to January 1st to start trying to take control of your health and pretty much just going out and just just destroying yourself for the next two months with all the holiday parties and everything else and just eating like crap and thinking that you're going to save yourself on January 1st. You know, most of these purchases have been with my weight management 101 course. And hey, folks, do like these folks. Get on it. 
Hop over to NewWarriorTraining.com, sign up for that course, prepare yourself, and don't be that person. Like I said, don't be the New Year's resolutionaries over there trying to hop on January 1st and think you can fix all these years of crap that you've done to yourself all within a day or maybe a month. However long that 24-hour fitness membership, free membership is going to last you. Because that's usually when it's over. Once the, the free trial is over, everybody's like, okay, I'm good. Going back, this is too hard. So... I don't really, you know, see that from our listeners anyway. They kind of know better because they know when we talk about that, it sucks to be that person that we're talking about. <laughs> kind of looking like, oh, God, they're talking about me. There they go. I mean, that's it's actually working for the ones who have their heads up their asses. You know, you see a lot more of these heads are coming off of daylight that we talk about. <laughs> well, every time someone purchases something, they give us a little note like, ah, it feels great to get my head out of my ass and actually support the show. And we appreciate it. Well, yeah, what's funny is we're so hardcore. We Some people feel some people feel like they have to apologize. <laughs> they buy something and they didn't know section oh man i've been listening for a year sorry for being that dipshit you guys talk about <laughs> i was that guy man yeah, you know most shows are so afraid about offending their audience so they don't so they, they'll stop listening you know? right we're like the exact antithesis of that we're like the andrew dice clay of the podcast world like we go out of our way to offend people tell we're like we're flipping the script where now they're apologizing to us we're not <laughs> instead of us having to apologize oh you guys offended us like, it, oh, it, man, it feels I'm, good that people are offended like, that they offended us yeah, we're so, we're so sorry to offend you but it's your show and not supporting you so here's me buying something finally <laughs> oh, i never man. respond to those people because why do you need to be acknowledged <laughs> it's like just buy the product man you don't have to apologize <laughs> well, then we'll, we'll acknowledge you then <laughs> oh man right. so this is gonna and be a good one, one man yeah one last shout out dr peter rouse our friend who moved to switzerland i think was it switzerland or sweden he moved to Sw one of those countries switzerland i believe yes yeah switzerland he moved there because he couldn't sleep in l.a <laughs> But anyway, he still has his job in L.A., AF Performance Center, and he was letting me know that any member of the military will get 50% off memberships over there. So check that out. He has a really nice facility, great staff. So if you're a member of the military or anyone else, but if military in particular, go over there. Show them your military card. Get 50% hey off. The timing on that is great because at the time we're recording this show, it's like it's almost Veterans Day. And today yeah. is actually the anniversary of the Marines. So happy birthday right. to the Marines. 240 years of kicking ass. Appreciate your service, fellas out there and ladies. So we definitely yeah. appreciate that. So like I said, that's what's going down today as we're recording this show. So yeah. thank you for you, all you guys and ladies for your service. Yeah, we have a great <laughs> guest on today. He's a very well-respected plastic surgeon, and there's a rumor that the character Christian Troy... In the <laughs> you know, I was thinking that. I was that, thinking that. <laughs> that. Apparently, this character was based after our guest today. It's a real-life story. <laughs> so we oh. have Dr. Julio Garcia. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, it's good. Oh, appreciate yeah, it. We've had, we had a little interesting talk before we started talking today, before, before we started recording today, rather. And it's, I think, I think the whole field of plastic surgery is really interesting because when people think of it, they just think of pure narcissistic behavior, right? People just yeah. going in who are just not happy with themselves and they get addicted to getting surgeries. But it seems to be much broader than that, right? What, what percentage of people do you think fall into that category? And then what would you say are people that just want to feel better about themselves genuinely? They just need a little touch up. They're not addicted to getting surgery after surgery. They just feel like they need a few things. Sure. You know, Mike, it's a great question because I've been doing this now almost 28 years here in Vegas, and it's dramatically changed. You know, when mm -hmm. I first got here, it was exactly what you said, you know, the last part, which is people right. just wanting a little thing. They wanted to restore what they had lost, uh, you know, from pregnancy or, you know, right. sun exposure, whatever. But now, um, I think you guys will agree with me, society has changed. 
they're what people focus on. You know, these reality shows and and you know doing selfies it's created <laughs> this whole thing of you know these people want stuff that they never had before, right? And they want it for the wrong reasons. They want to look like somebody else, and um, <laughs> it is it's very frustrating for me. You know, dealing with some of these people where. They, um, you know, I get 25-year-old girls coming in thinking they need a facelift. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. You know, I mean, oh, well, maybe just Botox and fillers. I go, no, <laughs> you go home. You know, quit staying out all night partying and right. take care of yourself and you don't, you know, you'll be fine. But, you know, <clears throat> it's gratifying to me to be able to, to take care of people that, that are, you know, wanting just to improve a little bit, something that, you know, has fallen apart. And and right. I, I love to see them when they come back. And But I hate to see these girls you know, coming in thinking they need this stuff, or, and it's unfortunately it's bled into guys. You know, the, the yeah. sexual, you know, <laughs> oh man, is, is calf implants, well in plastic surgery, you know? <laughs> right? But before I forget, because you made that comment about <laughs> that TV show, <laughs> um, there is some truth to that um, in the sense that uh, I don't know if you ever watch the show, but early on in the series, uh, the guy's son tried to circumcise himself. Mm, yeah um, right. Yeah yeah. And um, didn't succeed. <laughs> had a problem. And <laughs> I actually botched. three days after that show had a guy in Vegas who thought, did the same thing. I had to take him to surgery, and, and he skinned himself. Actually, mm. you know, he he made the first cut, and his penis retracted into his pelvis, so the skin sheared off like you're taking off a glove. Cool. So he shows up to the emergency room. The girls are freaked out. They call a I urologist. Bet. You know, they don't, he doesn't know what to do. So they called me, and uh, so we had to pull the skin, you know, put him to sleep, put the skin back, and then finish the circumcision. So uh, it's hilarious because I said, "Dude, what made you think of this?" Yeah, I guess the, the take home take home <laughs> message is: don't try to cut your dick. It's about, look, man. There's certain places, there's certain areas that knives are restricted. Okay, on the body, you know. I've been drinking tequila, so I said, oh, brand of tequila," because I don't want to ever drink that brand of tequila. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Christ! I don't think this guy should ever drink again. Yeah, he's just, that's good idea. if that's what you think is a good idea after a few. That is the perfect <laughs> "just say no" campaign right there, man. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, huh? I've always wanted to get a circumcision. Maybe I'll do it myself. Save a few bucks. <laughs> <laughs> what, could, what could go wrong? Yeah. Go wrong. <laughs> Bad stuff. Yeah, right. some areas where this you only get one shot, right? <laughs> <laughs> you don't get a do-over. <laughs> yeah, oh. Reconstructing those is a, somewhat of a challenge. It can be done, but uh, it's a challenge. You know, come to think of it, your your business partner or your partner at the facility, Doctor Pierce, he's kind of like Christian Troy, right? <laughs> you know, maybe yeah. it was based after him. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got a little bit more similarity. He, he goes out with more of those kind of girls than I do. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was leaning for. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, those girls in that alternate, you know, environment. Can't, if you can't overhead press 200 pounds, you're not, you're not a fit for him. Those type of girls, okay. That's another show. We'll talk about that when we start recording. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Good idea. Good. Now, so, what, yeah. What's interesting is there's, there's a lot of new therapies coming out for people, let's say, who have stubborn fat, right? Like the whole cool sculpting. Yeah. And how how exactly does that work? What it does um, is a device that's got a vacuum is placed on your abdomen or mm -hmm. your love handles, um, and then it sucks your skin into that. Hmm. And then it freezes, it circulates cold uh, water and cold, you know, it's just below, you know, it's that freezing actually a little bit below. Yeah. And actually, the fat, the fat cells are frozen, 
and uh, the ones that are closest to the, the head. So not all of them get treated at the same time. And those fat cells die, just like frostbite. Hmm. And the triglyceride comes out of the fat cell, and you absorb it over a period of six to eight weeks. And then if you know you lose about 20 to 24% of the thickness of the fat level hmm. or layer in, at, each, at each session. So, uh, and then you can go back and do it again. Um, they have some new ones that you don't have, they don't have suction. They're not as dramatically effective because uh, the cold isn't uh, delivered as, as efficiently, but uh, it, it does work. You know, yeah. it, uh, it, it's, a, it's amazing. You know, the, the desire to dissolve fat without diet and exercise. <laughs> yeah. knows people no bounds, people yeah. will go through stuff. You know, what's funny is people will go through extremes that are way harder than yeah. working out hard and training, <laughs> oh, right? It's like, I was like, I'm not going to eat for three months. I was like, man, you got some serious <laughs> because I mean, I thought running 15 sprints all out a couple times a week was hard, but I'd rather do that every day than yeah. skip eating for three months. Or going three weeks just on a 500 calorie diet, you know? Well, like, yeah, and some of these people think that liposuction, for example, is is like a creepy crawly in your pool that they can just go eat anything they want right, right. and then just come back and put the creepy crawly underneath your skin and just suck it out. I'm like. You know, you have no idea. You know, you, that fat's going to go, you know, viscerally, and we're not going to be able to get yeah, it out. Right. And now you're you're skinny fat. Mm-hmm. And you look terrible. Yeah. But it's people nowadays. Now, know? with the with the cool sculpting, is it more useful for someone who has leaned out and they just have a little bit of stubborn fat that they're trying to get rid of, or someone who is really overweight as you know, well? It um, it's really not for someone who's overweight because yeah. the, the chances of that skin really shrinking down is is poor. Yeah. Uh, and if you're that big, these heads are only a certain size, so right, right. you'll start running into huge amounts of money. So it is I just like liposuction. It, the ideal candidate is near ideal body weight, small little localized area, uh, and those people do well. It's usually one session, maybe two, and they're you know back. And the beauty of it. Uh, is the fat's gone forever? Mm. You know, it's you, you're they're, they're after puberty, so all you can do is change the size of the fat cells. And once you kill them, yeah, uh, there's just less fat cells. That's why it's so damaging. If you're a fat little kid like I was, yeah, you know, you you get more fat cells when you're young, so you got to starve your fat cells harder than a person who wasn't fat, because I've got more fat cells than the skinny guy does. Yeah, right. You know, it's yeah. a it's a bigger struggle for me is to stay where I am. But well, that's an important point because a lot of, once fat cells are created, they don't go away, right? So when, right. when you lose weight, when someone who's overweight loses a bunch of weight, the fat cells are still there and they can balloon out at any point, which is why it's so easy for people to gain weight back. Right. So if, if something like this actually annihilates them, that's pretty pretty powerful yeah. stuff. Yeah, and, I, and on the other end of the spectrum, you'll have these women that come in and they want fat injections to their lips. And then, they, <laughs> and then now get if it, if it survives... And they gain weight. Guess what? That fat behaves like the area that they gain fat in. So if they took it from their stomach to put it into their lips and they gain 10 or 15 pounds, their belly gets bigger, their lips are going to get bigger too. I mean, it's, they, they're freaks. I'm telling you. They look yeah. like well, – No, that, it, that's, that's freaky. Yeah. Yeah, that one, yeah, does, does, does that one ever look good? Whereas, because that – I mean, maybe when, it's, when it does look good, you don't know, right? That's a job that's done well because when – I mean, the women I see have gotten that – you, you know they got it. Yeah, it's like there's it's no doubt about it. I'm like, mm, no, you weren't born with that, sister. I'm sorry. Exactly. They just don't know. They don't. They don't know where to stop. 
because <laughs> you know they they look good and then they they do something and then they get a little bit more attention and then a, a few oh. weeks go by and the guys aren't paying as much attention to them anymore so they got to go do something else and something else and something right. else and, you, you know I, it over the top and then what you see in the mirror you get used to so now right. when you first get you're like wow it looks great and then after a while you get used to it, you're like huh maybe I just a little bit more yeah and, and I'll that, look better. Exactly. And, that and by then you've forgotten the original, so you don't even know what you used to look like anymore. So you don't have anything to base that on anymore. So, yep. so crazy. Like There's a lot of weird stuff out there now, especially oh, Vegas, I, where you I, see Asian, but there's like, that Asian girl's got an ass like a black woman. I know, exactly. And I know she wasn't bored with it. And she's got lips like a black woman. I'm like, I'm so confused right now. But then there's a black woman with hair like the white woman, and she's got lips like a white woman. She's got a nose. I'm so confused. What is going on? I'm in Bizarro Land right now. What the hell? The Asian one is really funny to me. I didn't grow up seeing stuff like that. That's for sure. It's it's funny. It's uh, it's like that song by uh, by Iggy. You know, or not Iggy, but the one that says "All About the Bass." Oh yeah. (laughs) It's uh, it's these girls are so so disproportionate. It's kind of funny sometimes. They're like Jessica Rabbit from that movie, right? Like you know, there's got to be examples of people who got some plastic surgery right they modified a few things and it really did improve the quality of their life they just felt way more confident without, without a doubt i mean uh years of doing this you see girls go from being little you know wallflowers to very you know very confident women and in, in going into business and stuff like that right. and it that's what the rewarding part where you see someone who's you know kind of hampered emotionally and the funny thing is i, I don't i'm not believer in scientology i think it's a joke but the guy <laughs> the guy that uh, l ron hubbard stole that idea from is a guy named maxwell maltz yeah uh. who was a plastic surgeon and he, right. yeah. he started with this you know envisioning things like for athletes and uh he wrote the big book in 1957 and l ron hubbard just took it and bastardized it but yeah it's about you know visualizing. You guys know. You guys are trainers. You guys are, are great athletes. You visualize what you want to be, and that's <laughs> how you get there. If you don't plan it, you don't get your programming right. You don't do it. You're never going to get there. Right. And that's uh, and that's the same thing that happens with plastic surgery. You know, you I have people come in with these atrocious injuries, and they're absolutely normal emotionally. Yeah. And I have other, these other girls come in with one pimple, and they're devastated. They don't go out of the house, <laughs> and I'm like. Holy crap! You know what is this stuff? It's insane. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. I've I've heard that kind of stuff from people like uh, with Vitaligo, right? Like yeah. I don't have Vitaligo, but I right. have I have the appearance of it because I have this coal burn on my face, which looks similar. So if you didn't know better, you would assume it's Vitaligo. So anyway, I'll, I'll have people with Vitaligo email me, both men and women, who have very low confidence as a result of this. It started small, and then it started proliferating all over their body mm-hmm. and now they can't especially women they, they have a hard time leaving the home there their confidence is really low sure so i mean in a situation like that well i guess there's two ways to look at it. i mean one at one point you can basically just accept it the way it is and then you just live with it right and that's some category of people will be able to do that and i fall yeah. into that category for example others it's 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 not going to work right they can right. play mind games with themselves all day long but inside they, they don't feel confident at all so unless they do some kind of procedure mm-hmm. that's going to give them some comfort, some confidence, right. they could read all the self-help books in the world. They could take all the counseling sessions. It's, it's not going to change their reality. No, it's – yeah, it's it's all based in, with inside of them, how strong they are, you right. know, and, and how motivated and how committed and, and – 
And I'm afraid that unfortunately we have a you know a nation full of people that are not willing to commit to, to achieve you know what they want. You know they're they're weak um, emotionally, and and it shows in how they behave, the decisions yeah. they make. You know, it's sad. Exactly, yeah. and, they, and they really think that money can buy that happiness. They rather spend you know thirty grand on procedure. And then Absolutely. another procedure and another procedure was like, you know, you could have saved that money and actually yeah. just actually put in the work and actually enjoyed that journey because you got to do with the anxiety of going to get. Let's just face it. A lot of times they're getting butchered up, you know, and a lot of it's irreversible. A lot of things they're doing is like you can't go back like little Kim. Like, God, she was such a beautiful girl, you know, and it, like when she first came out, you know, with with Notorious B.I.G. Now she looks like the cat lady. It's like what? <laughs> so I always always wonder just from a psych, you know, psychological standpoint, like what happened to her? What was said to her? at a young age or whatever that made her think that she was not beautiful when this, she was clearly gorgeous. You know, and, and it's she's kept industry, going. Right? Oh, well, it, it's there are going, Oh, you need to do this. You're getting older now. You need to fix this. And then well, she then, started when she was young. She did it when oh. she was young. She wasn't even older. I mean, Kim is probably, she's younger than both you and I, you know, so she's not even that old dude. And, it's, this started like over probably like right after the notorious B.I.G. was murdered. So that may have played a big part into it because, you know, you know, she was very attached to that guy. So maybe he was very good with his cause. He was very confident. I mean, this is a dude that even rapped about being black and ugly as ever. However, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, he married Faith Evans and Faith Evans is gorgeous. So that said a lot. So it's just, that's one thing about guys. So many guys have nothing to lose. It's like they don't care. And I always feel bad when a lot of women tend to go and get all these procedures thinking, trying to trying to impress guys. I'm like, we're not that complicated it's just like i'm pretty sure for most guys if they're straight if you have a vagina and it works that's all we need you don't have to go and do all this other stuff man just like don't give us that much freaking credit and for a lot for a lot of guys you don't even need that exactly <laughs> you just look like a woman without a vagina exactly <laughs> and we have some of those in las vegas oh, right? <laughs> yeah how many of the how, what, what percentage of your client base is that demographic well, you know, it, it comes and goes in spurts believe it or not <laughs> <laughs> Literally, uh, one going one way, one going the other way. Um, it's it's a really challenging surgery because you. Oh wow, I bet. But, yeah. but yeah. these people, once you get them through, for in general, not all, mm-hmm. of them, but in general, I'd say eighty five, ninety percent are extremely grateful and happy because they they get to where they're going to go. You know, some have you know problems, and I've had some that you know didn't make it and got addicted to drugs and and that mm-hmm. stuff, but. Um, you know, what, do you, what do you what do you make of someone like uh, Caitlyn Jenner? Caitlyn Jenner, yeah. yeah. You know, it, it um, it's funny because I I understand being caught and, and being wanting to be something else. Uh, yeah. I don't know. You know. You know. He's saying now that he was thinking about this when he was a teenager. Um, I don't know. I mean, because here's a guy that that performed at such a high level as an athlete and was yeah. was a role model. Was a, you know on a, on a box of Wheaties and stuff. So I'm not sure when it snapped. No, I, I, have, I have a different theory. My theory is that he spent so much time with those around women. all of those estrogen-dominant Kardashians yes. that he started morphing into a woman. I mean, right? well, because here's the thing. I mean, let's, I mean, look, I mean, pretty much he, you're surrounded for about 30 years with people who are not happy with the way they look and who yeah. they are. And they're constantly changing who they are. Despite being, it's like there's nothing wrong with you. 
you're you're gorgeous, you're talented, some of them, <laughs> you know. So when it's to the point where out of all of them, only one is still the original, and that's that's Kendall, the one that's the model of all things. She's in the one industry where pretty much everyone's wanting to change themselves. She's the only one that's still pretty much herself. You know, her sister, you can't recognize her anymore because she's slowly trying to become a black woman now. <laughs> it's just like it's just so crazy. And she's and she started a teenager. This started just a few years ago. I mean, she just turned 18. So it's like, you know, it's, it's so crazy. So I think all of that started to bleed into when you're surrounded around. I mean, your environment really does play a big part in your thinking, in my opinion. Sure. Without you even thinking about it, it's just like, oh, well, maybe I need to change something about myself. Maybe I don't look good. Maybe I'm not the, the superior athlete that I, I thought I was or I'm not that guy anymore. And. It just starts to play well, upon I you. Think, I think Bruce Jenner just got tired of being the odd man out. He's, he's like, I, mean, I want to be part of the club. <laughs> Since none of the son, none of the son-in-laws yeah, helped out. Right. You know, every time we got a son-in-law yeah, around, they got weak as well. Just like, him, right? He's an athlete. You know, he knows that. He's, yeah, he's a, and he's looking at like the son-in-laws. They're all athletes, and they're bowing down. Like, wait a minute, Lamar? You, okay, he's uh, he's uh, pretty much okay. And there's Scott, who's just it doesn't help. So it's basically, every time we got men around the house, it didn't help him out to bring any more testosterone around there. It's like didn't have that role model anymore. <laughs> you have to wonder how much how much of these problems are are first world problems, right? Oh, there are because a lot. Of how, how many how many people in Rwanda are going, man? Uh, uh, I wish I was born a woman, or I wish I was born a man. Right. Because because they're because yeah they're on such, I mean they're, they're on they're in such a desperate life where your your worries are your meals, your family safety. You know? Just living tomorrow and just hoping your yeah. house doesn't get bombed. You know. <laughs> So yeah, when you're too secure, your mind can wander to those yeah. things. That's where I'm going. You start yeah, that idle problems that yeah. don't exist. Yeah. Exactly. Right. No, you they do absolutely without a doubt. Yeah. It seems that it's it's people always think more is the answer. So it's like, man, I make five hundred thousand a year. It's not enough. It's I need. Not, to, I'll be happier when I make a million. It's like, well, that's not <laughs> enough. I'll be happier when I make ten million. So even with working out, it's like, yeah, I deadlifted 500 pounds. That's not enough. Though. I need to deadlift 600. Then I'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> then you hit that. You're like, well, I think I'll be happier if I hit 700. And it's just never enough. So, I mean, I, I, I appreciate going after goals and improving yourself. We all want to do that. I definitely want to do that. Yeah. But if you, if you can't be happy where you're at right now, you're not going to be happy with the accomplishment mm-hmm. either. Right. That, and that's the whole thing. And, uh, you know, guys like you and, and, and I and, and Sincere, we use – you know, athletics and working out to help us in a way to, to give us, you know, we put goals in front, we achieve those goals and that carries over to my business, right? To right. my life. You know, I, I am what I am because of what I, you know, what that gymnasium has taught me to persevere and to yeah. not get upset when I fail. And, and people, you know, that's why when you go to Las Vegas athletic club or 24 hour fitness, we hate it there. Because mm-hmm. they're posers, <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally. <laughs> I mean, those guys don't want to work out. I mean, it's it's kind of like that old movie with John Travolta and um, where he was, in, you know, in spandex. He was the writer. Uh, ten, I think it was ten or something. Not ten. It was uh, he. It was in set in L.A. and uh, he's writing an article about uh, the health clubs and and fitness things are replacing the the, the bars and nightclubs and stuff. Uh, oh it's man, a, it's an old movie. Yeah, it was like '82 or something like that yeah, when it came yeah. out. But it's that's you know that's what these people use a gymnasium for. It's that, and then if you get if you have a personal trainer, then you must be you know oh, something yeah. special because the guy can count the ten. I mean, those guys, it's ridiculous. You know, they don't look at the pay at their client; they're on their cell phone texting. 
Right. And the clients there are paying them, you know, hundred bucks an hour for what? I'm like, wow. I, I rarely ever see a trainer in any gym correcting any exercise technique. Like, okay, go do this. And then they're just watching it. Whether the form's atrocious or not, they're just watching it or counting the reps. They're not stopping, pulling it back. I'm not saying all trainers are in this category. I'm just saying my experience is I I rarely see a trainer in a commercial gym actually correcting the client. Good job. Good job. (laughs) Yeah, to be fair to the trainer, though, a lot of times when you have a client and their technique is horrible, so you're spending the whole session just doing really basic mobility moves and so forth. Mm -hmm. And now the client leaves disappointed, going, oh, I didn't get a workout. It's like, well, you're not ready to work out yet. Yeah. You're not it's not safe for you to work out yet. You can barely touch your toes, yeah. let alone squat any right. weight. Or the girl just doesn't want to do that exercise because she doesn't want to, you know, get bigger muscles. You know, <laughs> you know it, it's hilarious. I don't want to get it, bulky. Really, I don't want to get bulky. <laughs> Honey, you're already bulky. Can we just do cardio? <laughs> well, I, I don't understand why a lot of women don't think that having some muscle is a good look. I'm not talking about bodybuilder muscle, but someone like Holly Holm, right? She's fighting Ronda Rousey. I think right. she looks great. She her, looks her, great. Her, yeah, physique is nice. Uh, Kat Zingano, great physique. They look Let's very see, feminine yeah. still. You but know, that still goes back. A nice look of power. Yeah, but that goes back to the the trainer again, not being knowledgeable, explaining to her that okay, having muscle and being built like a bodybuilder, two different things here. You know, so when they hear muscle, the first thing they think about is like China from the WWE, and they think like I don't want to look like that. And and those guys are like, okay, well I can help you with that. I can help you tone up. So they dumb it down and call it toning, you know, <laughs> instead of saying that build instead of saying building muscle. So and that's the, that's the problem right there. But a lot of times he's trying. Well, my my attitude is if I have to explain it to you, yeah. you're, you're with the wrong person, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my, my philosophy was always I'm going to build my business like this, so it's very yeah. in your face, like you know what you're going to get, so that I don't I don't attract people like that where I have to explain you know, <laughs> something so nascent. I'm just like, real simple. I'm like, okay, do you want to be skinny fat? And no, that's like a phenomenon. Like, what's that? I said, oh, you know, the supermodel who has like 40 percent body fat even though she only weighs 95 pounds <laughs> and, and that just throws them off because the industry and, and the media and all that, they never talk about that. They never talk about those things because no. they don't, they don't even understand those things. I'm like, yeah, I said, that person's very unhealthy. She's considered obese, believe it or not. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it just throws them off because in their mind, obese is supposed to be someone that's like 400 pounds. You know, they, they have to be, have the walls cut down to get them out of the house or something like that on an Oprah special or something like that. And they think like, well, I'm not that chick. I'm like, yeah, you got about as much body fat as that chick though. <laughs> so well, I really think the most important thing <laughs> is to have performance based goals, right? Right. Like, right. A, like a strength goal or a fitness goal, <laughs> something tangible. Because that's going to keep you on the right path in a healthy manner rather than this narcissistic approach of just always looking at modifying your body. Yeah, and how are you going to look because it's going to go away. Yeah, exactly. Someone someone like Holly Holm, she doesn't look that way because she's necessarily trying to. She's not like, well, let me get more ripped abs because that will help me win fights. (laughs) Right. Act of training hard in in a productive manner. So I mean, when you train, like people, athletes are not necessarily trying to look away. That's just the side effect of their training. Right. And I think that's something the general population should take as well. It's like, like when guys are coming to me, like, oh, I want to make my shoulders bigger. I want to do this. I was like, come on, man, grow a fucking pair. Like, give me a real goal. Like, you want to overhead press two hundred fifty pounds. You want to deadlift six hundred pounds. You you want to squat four hundred pounds. You know, give me something that's (laughs) tangible here because the rest will fall into place. 
you, you eat clean, you're going to have better performance. So if you're chasing performance, you're automatically going to start eating better because it affects performance. That's right. Dramatically. A I started of, cleaning up my nutrition when I wanted to get stronger because I realized what it affected. And a lot of times it's really involuntary. Like you'll really, there's something that goes on psychologically. Like you just won't even desire to eat that crap anymore. Cause, right. cause then you really start to feel it immediately when you do eat something crappy. When you so really start your performance is going up. You're like, God. Just, you know, you sit there and have those chips, and you're just like, God, I just want to go to sleep. But I just had a little bag of chips. What the hell? <laughs> you know? So, yeah, you're bloated the next Yeah, day. exactly. <laughs> Walk around like a marsupial. <laughs> just yeah. like, what the hell, man? <laughs> like, why do I look pregnant today? Where did my sick packs go? <laughs> that's, that's true. The hard training makes you crave healthier foods. Right. Whether whether it's conscious or unconscious. I go run 15 all-out sprints. I don't want cake after that. <laughs> or ice cream or something like that. I want, I want real fuel. To and I won't sleep. <laughs> to my, I don't want to stay up to 4 o'clock in the morning after a sprint session. I was like, I just want to go to bed tonight, man. <laughs> and, and that food will teach you because if you eat crappy the night before and you go to the gym, you're not going <sighs> to perform. No. And all of a sudden, you like you had this goal and all of a sudden, you, you, you didn't progress or you, you took a step back and you go, you know, and that's where I find that that's, that reinforces my good eating habits. I get to the gym, I go, wow, you know, I cheated a little bit last night. I didn't, I didn't you know, do as well. I wasn't focused. I was, my timing was out of sync. And I go, well, okay, that's what happened. You know, I ate this stuff. I go, okay, well, you know, start, you got to start eliminating it a little bit more or pay the price that the next day, you know, don't push it too hard. You're not Mark, gonna- I'm just thinking of what Mark Philippi would say. Mark would, I remember Mark, you know what the secret is to strength guys? Everyone's all huddled around. He goes, eating lots of ice cream. <laughs> and he was being serious because, like, all the calories and the fat and all that. <laughs> you know, there's something to that. Something to that. Yeah. Like, I think we can find better sources, though, and so forth. <laughs> He's truly old school, that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah you know, I he is cool. Well, like, he always used to tell me, it's like, hey, you want to get stronger, it's time to put the feedback on. And, and, to, and to a large extent, he's right, especially with overhead pressing. I always find that. The more weight I gain, it's like oh, you, have, you get an automatic increase in pressing. You're like, whoa, everything yeah. feels light now. And then you get on the scale, you're like, okay, that's why. You know, you're <laughs> 10 pounds heavier. So everything feels light until you do that sprint session. And then you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. like, wait. So then you got to ask yourself, <laughs> you got to ask yourself, what's more important right now? My, my t- 10 rounds of 100 yard sprints or right. pressing 250 pounds overhead? <laughs> Doesn't help pull ups either. <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> uh, but with the sprints, yeah, you're, you're running like Optimus Prime. Now. <laughs> <laughs> before, before I was like a gazelle. No, you know? Oh man! Now I look like Megatron running down the street. <laughs> Future old flight. Tell me, there's a reason why eventually after they run, they eventually turn into an airplane and just fly off. They're like, you know what? F this. I can fly. Damn it! Why the hell am I running? <laughs> why are they running? They can turn into a car. <laughs> Transformers, right there. <laughs> But yeah, man. Now, what's also interesting is you do some stuff with stem cells as well, right? Yeah. And it's stem cells where you take, to put it in a really basic definition, you're just taking stem cells out of stored body fat. Right. And so, yeah, you get you get a twofold benefit. One, you lose some body fat, and then two, the stem cells can be restorative. Can you, you get into how that works? Sure. It, what we're trying to do is the the stroma, or if imagine that you got fat cells and you look at your floor and there's tile. Well, the fat cell is the tile, and where we're getting the cells from is actually the grout between the tiles. So just like in a muscle where you have satellite cells that, you know, that splinter off and grow and get bigger, um, it's the same thing in this, this little grouting between the, the fat cells. They, have, they contain mesenchymal cells, stem cells, and some cytokines, which are both pro and, and anti-inflammatory. We extract that from a fat. We don't use the fat. We throw it away. 
and then we we, cult, we take these cells. We don't change them in any way. We purify them, get all the blood product out of them. And then depending on the injury, uh, like a lot of the, the, the uh, pro athletes we do, we inject it into a, a bad knee, a bad elbow. Uh, some guys have, you know, some muscle issues with sprain muscles. You know, hamstrings are always hard to come back from and groin pulls. So we inject it directly into the injury. Um, but we treat people with like lung disease too with um, – mm. You can give them to them IV, and the the cells then locate to their lungs, and they, their breathing improves. You know, many times they can decrease the amount of oxygen or go off the oxygen they're taking. So, um, you know, but it's the thing is, you got to educate these people because it's it's not like taking an antibiotic when you have an infection. What, right. what we're doing is, you know, supercharging your ability to heal, but it's up to you to heal. And that's why it takes. It's not an immediate thing. It, it gradually gets better for four to six months. So the athletes, the pro athletes especially, they get they just heal faster. They can get back to playing faster. And that's where you see them because they're already pretty healthy kind of guys. Mm-hmm. Um, although I'm always amazed how, how poorly pro athletes eat uh, oh, even yes. in season. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and and then you know, but that, that's, that's the downside of being genetically gifted. Exactly. Uh, like, and but we see what happens when they retire. How it catches yeah. up with them. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. whoa, what happened to him? You know, you see someone like poor, Michael poor Jordan is like, he looked like he's been working at a car dealership for the last five <laughs> years or something. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but the worst, the worst was what was that guy who played for the Phoenix Suns? Man? Oh, Charles Barkley, man. Yeah, Charles Barkley was the worst. <laughs> but you knew that was coming though. You can kind of see that was going. <laughs> yeah. You knew that was going to happen with him. There was not a secret with that. But you see someone like Shaq is kind of like, whoa, what happened? You know, what happened? Whereas you got someone. Like Michael Strahan was just the opposite. You know, he got smaller and looked a lot healthier now in his retirement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's just a matter what you want to do with your life. Yeah, you, know? you want to live a long time. You better take care of yourself. <laughs> right. Sure. You know, you guys know that more than anything. That's any. that's the mistake I think a lot of people in their twenties have. Right there is they're thinking they're not thinking about consequences. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I don't. I'll do whatever it takes to achieve yeah. this, and then you're basically crippled. Right. In your forties, you, know, you have brain trauma. Your body's shot, yeah. and you're yeah. going to live for a while. So you're right. in that state, just right. completely unhealthy, depressed. Depression yeah. obviously follows from that. A lot of head trauma and depression are cor- correlated strongly. Right. Yeah, and then just just being in your early forties and your body's so beat up like that, that's depressing too. Or and, or you take the guy that's that's you know at, at the local gymnasium, you know at at a lifetime fitness or that yeah. who's, ta- who's taking anabolic steroids. He's never going to compete. He's not a pro <laughs> right. athlete, and he's on gear. Yeah. And, and then he wonders when he's on it for two years that his testicles shrank, and he feels like crap, and he's depressed. And you know, I mean, well, dude, I mean, you just you, and you know, you did it to yourself. And a lot of times they don't train properly either, which is right. the most frustrating part. So I mean, you're you, gonna take gear, at least figure out how to work out. Yeah, don't sit there curl in a squat rack, you know, and you take a gear. Like, come on, dude. You, you, tell me, there's some people out there like you wasting some good stuff, man. Yeah, <laughs> you're stuff. taking gear and you're still not strong. Yeah, yeah. Right, guys come that have on, no man. legs. You know, the fitness yeah. models, no legs. You know, they got the board shorts on. No yeah. the, oh, the martini glass is what I call them. They're built just like a martini glass. They're all big up top, and then you get to those legs. True, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> Like storks or flamingos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what a travesty! Man. <laughs> now, back to this this whole stem cell thing. Can it also help with, let's say, joint issues? Let's say, like I've got this joint issue on my left arm where it's, I just don't have the fluid in between the joints mm-hmm. in the elbow, so they're basically rubbing on each other quite a bit. Would something like stem cells allow restoration there, where I could get more fluid in between? As long as you have cartilage. Yeah. There, that will work. Um, 
Now, temporarily, if it's just a fluid issue, it most likely, you know, your bursa there that creates the fluid um, is partially to blame. So, you know, the fluid exists there, but you're constantly making fluid to, to lubricate your joints. Right, That's why right. you see some orthopedic guys inject uh you know substances in there which are you know synthetically made uh to simulate that fluid like synvisc and things like that yeah. and it works for a few months um you know in your case if it's a if you've got cartilage there it'd probably be worth injecting if you're bone on bone uh it probably wouldn't because it's not going to raise the dead yeah um, but i if it, if it's just a fluid problem mike i would say you know go see i'll give you a name of someone who can inject it maybe put some synvisc short term see if you can get okay. some space re- reestablished and then go from there I, I do think that if you've got some cartilage issue that you've damaged and there's still cartilage there uh the stem cell therapy will kind of thing will certainly allow you to heal um, yeah they've got some amazing thing that uh, i know a guy a phd in uh, valhalla new york who's got a it's like a matrix, like a mesh, where they're going, they're soaking it into stem cells, making a defect into. They're testing it on animals now. They're up to I think small dogs, so they have a, a like a defect, just like the way the orthopedic surgeon when he clips your meniscus clean, so you don't have that hangnail. Yeah, they can get a 3D printer to make the mesh the mm. exact mm. same size as the problem that you have in your knee. They then soak it in the stem cells, and then through a scope, they just put this in like a little Lego. Wow, that sticks there. And six months later, it's like you never had a problem. Wow, that's where this is going. It's yeah, that's amazing. amazing. Yeah, it's. I'm telling you, five years from now, uh, it's going to be very different out there for a lot of people. Are, are you familiar right. with nanotechnology at all? Sure. Have you updated yeah. on that? Mm-hmm. How, how far away do you think we are from that? Where basically it's it's like injecting little robots into your bloodstream, which can turn off potential disease markers, which can heal certain areas. Well, you know it's. It's already we've we've been playing with this. Honestly, I did some research on a similar thing back when I was still in medical school. And what they're doing is, um, right, you know, how they're manipulating the nanotechnology is, is down the road. It's coming. They're working on it now. What they're doing is they will take and develop antibodies to say your cancer. They'll do a biopsy, then they'll they'll grow it in a the lab. They'll develop antibodies that they can tag with chemotherapy or a drug. And then they inject it into you, and that that little thing just goes and finds a cancer and delivers all the chemo just to the cancer instead of to the, the whole body. So it's a, it's a really targeted you know, yeah. attack. And the nanos, uh, they're coming. You know, the, the whole thing is, is it's a device that doesn't last forever. You're going to put it into someone's body. So one of the concerns that the FDA is having is, well, how are we going to get rid of this stuff? What happens to it after it burns out? Yeah. You know, it's like that movie Fantastic Voyage. How do you get the submarine <laughs> out of the body, you know? And um, But they're using nanotechnology now on skin things for creams, and they're mm. using nanotechnology for to deliver an effective narcotic like OxyContin in a much lower dose 
uh, and it's making more effective so you don't have the trouble with your livers getting fried and all yeah. that stuff. So uh, nano is, is gigantic. I mean, it's yeah. funny. It's just a little <laughs> thing, but it's gigantic. Right. I, it didn't make any no, sense. No, I mean, like performance yeah. enhancements about to go <laughs> astronomical in the years to come. People oh. people are looking at performance enhancement now and hormone optimization now, so we haven't seen anything yet. So trust me, all but your sci-fi movies are about to become reality, folks, yeah. big time. Right, I mean, performance <laughs> is ex- – I mean, they had it, – it's no longer on the market, you know, the company running this some problems but they had a cream that was dissolved into nanosomes and actually it, it was like a little pellet and you had this device you could push it into the little hole in your penis and it, and it <laughs> delivered like yeah right you know <laughs> but it delivered a prostaglandin which made you get an erection so once viagra doesn't work the only other options these have guys have is actually take a 30 gauge needle with yeah <laughs> let me tell you you know I don't even I I could never be able to that, do that. That stuff yeah. though will make you hard as a rock whether you're around <laughs> right. you're walking around with a sledgehammer. Exactly. You know? oh, like man. coming through. Watch it, man. Excuse me, excuse me. And it's not gonna just go down on its own. No. So that, that, there's some problems there. You ejaculate and it's still there. You yeah, know? yeah, exactly. What am I gonna do with this now? Those 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 warnings about a four hour erection, they don't really apply I mean it's 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 laughable in the context of Viagra Cialis because I doubt it happens often there if ever. But with those injections, it probably happens every time. You have to take something now to to, calm that down to, yeah, to, like, get the, to get the blood to dissipate from that well, area I'll, I'll give you a personal story when Viagra first came out a guy came by gave me a sample and I was like you know I was going to use it recreationally because I wasn't having a problem and I'll never use it again because I took one one of the small tablets a 50 milligram tablet one time and I'm, I'm, ha- I'm trying to have sex but my nasal passages got so swollen <laughs> because they're the same kind yeah. of yeah. I couldn't freaking breathe, bro. So I'm down there doing the nasty, you know, looking at her her unit down there, and I can't breathe. I can't perform because I, 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 need, to, I, I need to stop breathing my mouth. I go, well, I can't use my mouth. To do it's, hard, it's, hard, it's hard to breathe down there as it is. Exactly. It's like, wait a minute, man. My mouth, my mouth is down there for one reason and one reason only. I don't need to be focusing on breathing while I'm doing it. don't need your nose clogging. And I'm sure she doesn't want me to focus, try to like huff and puff while I'm down there either. It's like, come on. Exactly. You okay? You okay? It's like, you're drying me out, bro. Coming up for a gas. You know, you know what's funny, though, is, is Viagra has been – a lot of athletes are taking Viagra as a pre-workout supplement. <laughs> what? Oh, I know. It actually yeah, increases man. oxygen utilization and yeah. inc- improves endurance. Yeah. So now, now I think it's on lists for it, it's on it's on banned lists now for yes. a lot of athletics yeah. for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I mean, how it works? You guys know it's through nitrous uh, nitric oxide. Sorry, yeah. That's the stuff that you know the three of us all take before we train. You know that my pre-op. Or my pre-workout thing is very similar to yours, Mike, and I'm sure yours is sincere. Mm -hmm. You know, I actually get my my stuff from a powder company, so everything Mm -hmm. comes in tubs. So I can mix and match. And and I like your thing you're suggesting the other day. I tried it uh, yesterday. I threw a little nootropic in there, and wow, it was like, man. (laughs) This is cool. <laughs> yeah, even even just the combination, and you don't have to combine them in one drink. Coffee, strong cup of coffee, mm-hmm. and beets. Yeah. Although <laughs> maybe I'll maybe I'll maybe I'll, <laughs> maybe I'll make my own beet coffee. I was about to say, there's a future project for us to work on right there, Mike. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure someone's going to rip that off. Like, huh? Let's make beet a, coffee. That, hmm. that combination works really well. Yeah. Doesn't taste good. I've tried it before combining the two. But anyway, the combination does work well. You have a cup of coffee, and then you can just take a teaspoon of beet powder, you down it. Yeah. 
hour later you go work out, you get a serious pump. Serious oh, pump. Oh, yeah. Endurance yeah. is incredible with that yeah. combination. It's funny because yeah. the problem is that a lot of that NO explode out there and that they promote mm. it. There's so little arginine and so many so little things that are going to actually promote it. They put right. it, you know, minuscule amounts, and then they put a bunch of stimulants in there. To, so you think that it's happening. Yeah. You know, but the real, it, uh, the real test of a pre-workout drink is: does it work without any stimulants? Right. Right. No caffeine, exactly. no synephrine, none of that stuff. Exactly. And it's going to be subtle. It's not going to be something you necessarily feel until you work out, and then you go, hey, got more in the bank. Got and more that's the, and that's the important part because these guys think that they should take it for the pumps that their muscles get swollen. Like, swollen muscles don't necessarily get any bigger. You know, I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. not what causes the muscles to get bigger, guys. It's, you know, it's kind of like these guys out there. I don't know. They just believe everything the guy at the health food store tells them. Well, it's kind of like these, it's kind of like these erection pill advertisements. Yeah. Like, you know, you're going to grow six more inches. Yeah, you're going to get erect for, like that. But then when it goes back down, you're a little man again. Okay, you're right back where you started, buddy. So that pump does not necessarily mean your reality. Okay, like, turtles back in the shell. <laughs> it's cold out there. <laughs> no, but uh, with the pre, I mean, the, the pump doesn't necessarily lead to bigger muscles, but it's a cool feeling, right? Like when you're working out hard, you're lifting heavy weights, and your arms are all pumped up, and then the way the way you feel, if you look better, you, necess- you most people are going to perform better, and that's what what's the name of that coach you worked with, a football coach, Jay Schroeder. Yeah, he worked with Adam Archuleta, and he would have some of the guys do some bicep work because he found that if guys' arms were bigger, they felt better about how they looked and they automatically performed better. Yeah, I can see that. Well, I mean, listen, we've seen that at the gym on Fridays, guys doing bicep curls because they're going out to the clubs that night. Exactly. I mean, I mean, let's let's just take it back. Let's take it back to high school. Let's just be honest. Back in high school, before you go out or you about to go on a date, you did like about fifty push-ups right before the girl gets over there. So your chest, so your chest is all tight and your arms all pumped up. You wear a shirt that's a size medium, you know, just to prove. All guilty. Some guys, some guys we know. One guy in particular, a well-known kettlebell instructor, he still does that. Are you talking about again? Yeah, of course. By kid, he wears he wears he wears shirts that are about three sizes. He wears a shirt that I would wear. Okay, and he's about thirty pounds bigger than that. Well, you got to stop shopping in the boys section at Marshalls, man. Come on. He's putting on his son's shirts. It's like, hey, man, let me borrow that shirt. Pretty soon, that's not going to work anymore. No. Oh man. That's too funny. Oh man. Yeah, so it makes it, but at the same time. What's funny is that you're doing all the curls and all that. You're going to get better results doing it. Like Sincere said on a previous episode, do some weighted dips. Your arms are more triceps than biceps, right? That's going to blow up your arms. Do some weighted dips. Do some weighted pull-ups. You don't need to do anything else. Exactly. I I agree with you. you Chin-ups and dips all day, man. I mean – The old Charles Atlas thing. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Right. Oh my gosh! For but sure. but Dr. Garcia, here's this one thing yeah. about okay. There's always this big hangup about stem cells. You know, you always have it becomes this political issue and everything else. You know, so many people have an opinion about it, but don't even know what the hell they are. You know, so I mean, what 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 exact what exactly are the stem cells that you guys that you utilize in your practice, and and what is what are they not? Let me okay. just put it like that. It's a good question, and and luckily the. And I'll explain the whole thing, so it'll make sense that way. We are using our adult autologous stem cells. So mm-hmm. it's from the patient. It's only used on that same patient. And they're only harvested from actually cells that they already have in their mature bodies. For years, everyone thought that embryonic stem cells were going to be superior um, because they were, quote-unquote, uh, 
just baby cells that hadn't changed into anything. And over the years, we found out that we have stem cells all over our body. I mean, your testicles are full of stem cells. You're making, you know, you know, uh, sperm all the time until you're, you know, 50 or 60. And the same thing with your, your blood cells. That's why bone marrow was one of the first um, actual stem cell things that you got. You know, you, you had to donate it. So mm-hmm. luckily for the conflict, the, there's never been a proven uh, benefit to embry- embryonic stem cells, which are harvested from uh, aborted fetuses. Uh, it's never been st- shown to be superior or even equal to adult stem cells. So what we're using is actually the patient's own material, mm-hmm. and we give it to them back, and we give it back to them. They have it back in their body within two and a half hours. That's how, how little time it takes us to process and clean it. Um, but these cells have the same regenerative process and, and properties that the embryonic ones claim, claim to have. These are cells that have not differentiated into anything. They can, you know, now you can put them into a lab if you want and have them differentiate into cartilage or nerve or muscle or whatever. But we're giving them these pure things and, and they behave when you inject them into the body. They have like little GPS uh, units on them because they go find what's broken uh, and they stick to it and then they try to heal it. So that's where I feel very comfortable. There's no ethical issues with our product. Um, and, you know, I think even the, the 16 companies that are, that are doing big-time research on stem cells and developing them, very few of them are actually using embryonic cells. They have a donor, uh, usually a, an 18- to 22-year-old person who's he- been deemed healthy with all these exams, and then they, they harvest cells from them, and they grow them in a lab. So um, adult stem cells are, are really uh, where it's all going to come from. Mm-hmm. There'll just be a few producers that'll make it, and then we'll be able to buy it off a shelf and mix it up and inject it to whoever needs it. You know, yeah. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah exactly. because of that moral dilemma, which is not even relevant, right. which is what you just said, we, we lost years of wasted time that could have gone to research and exactly. this whole thing ahead during the whole Bush administration. Oh, yeah. When you start politicizing it, it's a wrap, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this, some research continued. You know, the federal funding dried up, and that's where, you know, good or bad, a lot of private money <clears throat> moved into developing stem cells. Mm. And, you know, private money, just like it does in the food industry, you know, and I know how you guys feel. I mean, it, it can create problems. Yeah. Right. When private money uh, gets to be too big in a certain industry, it, it's a problem. Yeah. You know, right now there's 16 companies worldwide uh, doing stem cells. They've invested $60 billion, and there isn't a single drug on the market yet. Mm. So they're spending a lot of money, and uh, it's, it's going to pop. It's just a matter of time. Uh, the public screaming for it. Uh, the doctors hate it because a lot of what they do is going to go away, which it should go away. Cause they're, <laughs> pra- they're practicing right. shit that's voodoo. I mean, right. Jesus yeah. Christ, you know, I mean, uh, it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, a, lot, a lot of Western medicine is in the dark ages. Yeah. I mean, why doesn't why don't you why do you go to medical school and don't get nutrition classes? That's absurd. <laughs> it's absolutely absurd. I had to teach myself all this stuff afterwards right, right. I, mean, I remember when i was getting into anti-aging and doing hormone replacement you know i did i was studying and looking for stuff back in 92 when i was look, starting to get interested in this stuff and yeah i went to the a4m and back then the a4m was kind of a you know a, a weird thing yeah but finding articles still on is. the internet back, yeah it still is <laughs> yeah. it's it was hard i mean yeah. now you got google there was no google in 92 Right. I was in the library. It was, mm-hmm. and and now we have so many more advantages, and I think that's where the advances come from. People want it, and companies will say, if these people want it, I'm going to build it. 
and that's that's where we're going. So it's awesome. I mean, the, the most precise nutrition information does come from the bodybuilding community because they have it dialed down to an exact science. Yeah, you know, they, the water uh, levels, everything. Whether you like it or not, that's right. where no one is looking at food more closely than that right. demographic. Yeah. So it's sure. worth spending some time looking at what they're doing. You don't have to go to the extreme levels they do. No, exactly. But it will give you a much broader understanding on how to dial it into what you want to do. True. No, I, I can't agree. I can't agree with you more. They are very educated, and you just got to take that little pearl that they have and, and move with it and move on to the next thing. You know, uh, right. you don't want to live their lifestyle. I know, have close friends that are pro uh, bodybuilders that have been for years, and and uh, you know, it's they have a tough life coming off that stuff. When they start shrinking emotionally, they you know they get bothered and their joints are beat yeah. up, and yeah. uh, right. you know it's um it's uh, it's it's a tough sport. Very tough sport, you know. Yeah, and there's some body image issues there as well. I remember there was this one guy, very famous guy during the 90s. He passed away at a very young age. I forget exactly what the – I want to say it was suicide, but I'm not 100% correct on that. But anyway, this guy was huge, probably 23-inch arms. And he always wore long sleeve shirts because he felt his arms were too small. Wow. It was just amazing. Well, you know, I will say I think people that that compete and and train to be bodybuilders, there is some element of body dysmorphia. Just oh, like no I doubt. Am. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, these these guys never think they're big enough, uh, and that's why I've never, you know, done it that way. Because there's always going to be some guy bigger. Right. This, mm-hmm. You know, right. it doesn't matter. I mean, it's now I lift now for for go no show. You know, right. and it goes for me. It's just my goals. I don't tell anyone my goals. You know, right. except, you know, you know, Philippi, and that's about it. You know, it uh, it's my goals, and they're driving me. They don't drive anybody else. So yeah. Plus, at that gym, you'll you'll be made fun of if, if you if you talk oh, about man. trying to change your body in any way. You're going to be ridiculed. No <laughs> that's brutal, boy. I'm telling you, it's like being in Marine boot camp, and when you're in there, people are screaming and yelling at each other and calling. Uh, somebody them goes. Someone comes up to Mark. I want to make my arms bigger. Why? <laughs> you don't have a good enough reason. You'll be walking out the door. You're not even, you're not even allowed to wear tank tops in there. You know, it has to no, be it's, it's it's he's the, he runs a very tight ship. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a fun place to work out though. PSI in Vegas it is. It is. because everyone is in there. My my experience there. I trained there for about four months. Whether it was a teenager working out or whether it was someone in his fifties working out, everyone was in there pushing it hard. Yeah, it just had that kind of energy in the air. So you automatically stepped up your game. For sure, and and everyone there, like they, they'll be walking by you, you know, and they're, you're getting ready to do a heavy lift, and they're screaming on you. You, know, you got that deadlift halfway up? They go, "Come on, yeah. come on!" All, it's yeah. a team, you know. It's that that brotherly love, that man, that yeah. that gets you through so much. You know? No, so it's, it's really true. Sometimes you would walk in there just not ready to push it, and then I remember one time I walked in, I was just having an off morning. And this this young girl was just doing pull ups and she banged out twelve perfect. And I was like, Well shit. <laughs> I'm not gonna wuss out now if you're seeing that. You know, yep. like, like the yeah. little girl volleyball teams in here. I'm not gonna be the guy So sometimes you just you just you just you're you're competing with yourself, but you can use your sometimes your ego comes in handy. Yeah. Like you're not literally competing with them, but you can make no. that in your head to bring yeah. out a better performance in yourself. Yes, yeah, so it's, yeah. it's basically a, you know what's your excuse? <laughs> you know, yeah. and it helps. You see it in your gyms all the time since here, right? I mean, oh yeah, I see vibe going. And all of a sudden, the guys are are hitting PRs and they're you know 
It's it's weird at, at Philippines because you're not allowed to swear. You can't have rap music on the radio. <laughs> so that's just that's the anti. He's the anti my gym. It's just the opposite. <laughs> my gym is like you know cursing, but that's the only way we can express ourselves. It's like yeah, let it out, man. Because I'm trying to keep you from becoming a potential you know mass murderer. You know, don't hold all that stuff in. Let it out. <laughs> People sound like they have Tourette's. That's <laughs> when he's out of town and we're working out, we go out to the car. I get my iPod, put on you know NWA, and we just rock it. In there. It's hilarious. Everyone's like, "Oh, coach must be out of town because he's got the iPod in here." Yeah, man. But yeah, it really helps because lots of like our girls are. I mean, like I said, the girls that train with us are gangsters. And I look at the dudes, I'm like, really? And I was like, look at her. She's not bitching and complaining. Like, come on, man. She's she's lifting what you're lifting right now. You having a problem with that? I was like, well, she's stronger than me. I said, oh, and you're okay with that? <laughs> you sound like you've made peace with that now. It's like you, you don't want to strive to be stronger. It's funny how some of the biggest whiners are guys. Are guys, man? It drives me crazy. Yeah. More often than not, it's some guy whining. Yeah, yeah it is. Lady and I and I'll call her and say, "Come on, mama's boy, let's go." <laughs> you know. And I'll tell you, some of my best training partners have been females. Oh yeah. They oh, push. Yeah. I mean, because when they say, "Come on, pussy." You're yeah. Because like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Shit. laughs> in your mind you're like, I ain't no punk. Like, ain't no punk. <laughs> Use that word against me. Yeah, like, <laughs> all right, you know. For it's, some reason, when they say it, it just makes it even more valid. When another guy says like it's, it's like a joke, but when a female tells you, it's like, wait a minute, you meant that, didn't you? <laughs> like, oh, man. <laughs> tell me how you really feel. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's it's, it's it crazy. helps, man. It helps. It does. You know, that's the that's the beauty of that of that. Um, see, that's, that's a real training environment, right? Compared to the workout environment, like you see a lot of commercial gyms. I forget know? who said it. Maybe one of you guys did in one of your earlier podcasts. But you know, we don't work out; we train. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Said that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. There's such a big difference. It's not the same thing. You know, uh, if you want to work out, go to that gym with the with the chrome plates and you know the purple and and the, and the yellow. What is that? Planet Fitness or whatever. Well, oh, just do like the commercial. Just press play. <laughs> you know, pull out your P ninety X DVD. Just press play. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that kind of goes back to my earlier point that you should be training for a performance goal because that keeps right. your workouts focused, your training focused, rather mm-hmm. than a lot of people just show up at the gym and they just do they just do random stuff. They just show up without any plan whatsoever. Like a couple curls here, some rows here, a little leg press there. No, no cohesive plan. They have no idea what they're trying to achieve or where they're going. They're just showing up. And that old saying, you know, showing up is half the battle. Yeah. Bullshit. Showing up is, is ain't jack shit. You don't get fucking dick for showing up. It's well, what show, you actually do when you show up. You exactly. It's so funny here that showing up is you know that you, that's I half the battle. That. I said, ask a soldier that the next time he has to be deployed. You know, he, I just showed up to Iraq. Hey, that was good enough. Like, no, he shot back. He's shooting at me, dude. Okay, I need to do more than just show up. Okay. That, that, that's that's probably the attitude all of Ronda Rousey's opponents. Have <laughs> showed up. It didn't work. It didn't help. Well, that was my high school philosophy when I used to watch Mike Tyson fight. You know what? For twenty million, just to show up and get knocked out, I'll do it for twenty million. <laughs> so, doesn't mean that you're going to be great. Mike's an interesting dude. I, I worked out with him a long, long time ago, and I've really? okay. taken care of him a couple of times. Hmm. I actually, uh, my my only claim to fame, true claim to fame, was. I'm on the 90s version of <clears throat> Trivial Pursuit because I'm the guy that sewed Holyfield up after uh, Tyson oh, wow. met him. Oh, wow. And the weird thing is I've known Mike since he moved to Vegas many, many years ago. I used to work out with him at the gym uh, and, and back when he was still hadn't you know won the championship. And he's come used to come into my office when he'd get banged up and get cut. And we'd have to take the picture because I had a picture of Holyfield and him and Holyfield getting bit. 
I had it on my wall and, you know, the, uh, what's his name? Uh, Holyfield's consent was signed on there. Mm-hmm. And when it would come over, I'd have to take it down so he wouldn't get mad. <laughs> it was so funny. He's, he's, he's changed. You guys know him. He's a oh, oh, yeah, person. yeah. He lives around the corner from uh, me and Mark Phillippe. We both live in, all three of us live in Seven Hills, and Mike's around the corner. I haven't, I saw him at the airport one time. I saw, we, we saw his stand up show not too long ago, which I thought was fantastic. Yeah. No, I did too. Really good speaker. Really cohesive, <laughs> Man, coherent. He just flows. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, ums, uh, you no, none of that. Just no. bam. He's not, he's not reading something either. And no, no it's top of the head, man. Of. Yeah, exactly. He's a very good storyteller. Yeah, he's got stories. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he's got stories. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, yeah. what was the light training with him? Was it weight training that you did? Or you yeah, he was working at, uh, at a gym that was that's now a strip club. But <laughs> Oh, yeah. Really? Hewitt <laughs> Sapphires. Used okay, to that used to be a gym. <laughs> that place is huge. Wow. Well, dude, that gym was awesome. And he was... He had just gotten in there, and uh, he was just going in there, you know, working out one day. He needed a spot, so uh, I spotted him and stuff. And we we worked out maybe, you know, once or twice a month together because his schedule was different than mine. But on Sundays, if we were there, we we train. And he's a beast. I mean, he's the kind of guy that he, once he gets going, man, I, that's why I love training with him those, those handful of times because he's a training. You just got to run after him because he's going, 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 going. Oh, yeah, his yeah, work ethic is unparalleled, man. Just yeah. reading his autobiography, I was just like, wow, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, He's an amazing guy. Really, I mean, The first time he ever tried bench pressing, he did 250. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think he was 13 or something like that, too. Never done it before. Young man. How can you do that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Crazy, that. Where are you crazy? Uh, you know, I mean, growing up where he did, right? He, I mean, he, I'm sure he wasn't eating well. Imagine right. if that kid had eaten oh, well. Yeah. yeah. Be like, holy yeah. Christ. You know, uh, but you know that's that happens. You know, you get caught up. You know, he got caught up with the Don King thing, and, and right, uh, you know, it was tragic. But yeah, uh, everything was just downhill after Custom Model died. Yeah, man. It just yeah, he was left yeah. to the wolves after that, man, because his protector was gone. Exactly, exactly, and we all need one of those. Well, that's where I feel bad for a lot of fighters in the sense that they don't have that, so they they are put through this meat grinder of a career. Right. And then when it's over, they have all kinds of traumas and really no viable way to make a good income. Right. So I no, think, I, especially the UFC fighters who don't make no. that much to begin with, even the, the top tier guys do well, but comparative, looking at boxing compared to UFC, it's right. night and day. But the, the typical, the average guy, forget it. Oh, I don't, I don't know. Barely how making do enough right. while your career is at its peak. Yeah. And they're always hurt. Yeah, and uh, yeah. you know, and and listen, I love I love the Fertitas and I love Dana White, but the way they run it, you know, they know that there's guys in line. You know, this yeah. this guy goes down and gets hurt and can't fight anymore. Hey, he's replaceable. Very you replaceable. Know, every, everyone is replaceable. <laughs> and, and every athletic organization is the same, right? Oh yeah, NFL. NFL I oh mean, yeah. come on, yeah. I mean, you're just a product for most of these guys. You're a cash making machine. So, and you know, you should accept this when you're getting into that. So, you know, this is the reality. So, the question is, what are you going to do about it? So, don't bitch and complain about it. Like, okay, you've accepted this. You signed on for this. When you put your name on that dotted line, you accepted it. So, you should accept that with a plan, uh, with an out for yourself, where you're not just that one thing. Well, what some what some have decided is that it's not worth the risk. Like that one young guy decided, forget it. I'm out. He after he played for a year, he decided I don't want it. Oh yeah, I don't yeah, want yeah. the potential brain trauma. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's that stuff like that. I mean, it's it's opening kids' ears and eyes to, to stuff. And sports is going to change. You know, I mean, one thing about MMA, you know, we we bash them a little bit there, but at the same time, 
it's better to fight MMA than boxing. Oh, no doubt. Oh, yeah. Because you're not going to get the kind of brain trauma. Yeah, your career may be two years because you're going to have some broken joints and this and that, but you're not going to suffer that repetitive concussion that the boxers do. Uh, That's one good thing. I mean, I actually think they should make the the gloves lighter. Yeah. Let these guys, you know, get hurt so they stop the fight rather right. than I mean, right. the good old days it was bare knuckle right so most yeah. people you wouldn't do a lot of striking because you'd break your fist yeah it's not gonna be a 12 round it's not gonna be a 12 rounder when you're going bare knuckles because <laughs> if it is that person who's getting beat like okay that dude's got more than a great chin he's got a hard freaking head man if he can last that long exactly. <laughs> like have you ever watched a fight in the parking lot at the club and you know after the club is over yeah. you know can you imagine those guys trying to go for like an hour doing that hell no yeah, they wouldn't make it 30 second fights right? exactly like, if that what about a hundred? It's about a hundred swings. Only two make contact, and it's, and it's over in thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting a good workout in anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Who are you fighting? The mosquitoes or the guy? Like, God, who are you swinging at, man? Yeah, yeah we actually we probably look more like girls fighting when you look. At you. <laughs> Because <laughs> you're not hitting shit. Right? Yeah. You're just swinging out there like. <laughs> yeah, it's more crap talking going than anything else, yeah. man. Like, hit me, I dare you, hit me, I dare. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of posturing, hoping that the bouncers will break. It exactly. Up. Like, yeah. come on, man. What's taking those bouncers so long to get outside? <laughs> that way you don't <laughs> you know, look around. Come on, where are they? They're walking around in circles. Like, damn, where's security? All right, man. What's up? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I did a little security when I was in college. It, we, we used to see a lot of the interrogations, right, where one guy would get in another guy's face. And they're pointing. They're, they're pointing with their finger. They're pushing, but no one wants to commit. Nah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's a pushing contest. No but Kev, Kevin Hart made that joke about. It. He's like, I'm not a good fighter, but I'm a good pusher. Right? Exactly. <laughs> so he's like, I can just keep pushing until the bouncers come break it up. <laughs> and then once they commit, it just becomes you know, it becomes a marathon of the headlock. Like, how long can I hold you in this headlock <laughs> before you give up? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh that's man. So true. Dudes, oh, yeah, there's, there's, there's so much idiocy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In, in this town, especially. Yeah, that's what I mean. In this town, yeah. the false bravado here is just like out of control. <laughs> and then the way these guys spend money, trying to throw it around like there's some big. Oh my gosh, it's ridiculous. Well, you see that, you see that at the blackjack blackjack table where someone who has no, it's always the worst player who does that too. <laughs> Or they have no clue what they're doing. They just keep putting a big stack of chips down. I'm like, man, this guy's an idiot. <laughs> and some, the worst is when they win for a while, because then they think they actually know something. Right. Like, see, I knew it. I, yeah, I just right. felt it. I was like, yeah, yeah. Let's, I, I, see it. I told you, watch out. <laughs> I was sitting next to a guy at the South Point, and he was just playing a big stack every every hand, and he was he won five in a row, even though mm-hmm. it was a really crappy deck. There's no reason why he should have won, but he did. Just just dumb luck. And then. I was like, this guy stays long enough, he's going to lose it all. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. Because in his mind, he thought he was on a roll. He's like, right. I'm on a roll, man. It's like, yeah, I just felt it. He's like, all right, let's see how long you feel. Let's see, Mike, you know, you walk away. You know it's a game of streaks. This guy, he's not a good you know, gambler because he doesn't know that yet. Yeah, there's, there's, there's no instinct. Like, yeah, you know? there's no instinct that's effective in this game. It, it's all mathematics. It's all numbers, right? Yeah. So whatever your gut tells you doesn't fucking matter. But you <laughs> got to be like a lion in the, in the you know, in the on the Sahara Desert. Because yeah. once you get enough to eat, walk away. You right. stay there exactly. stuff, you're going to get right. in trouble. Damn yeah, good yeah. example, yeah. <laughs> I had a good run at South Point, too, another night, and there was a bunch of older Asian ladies there that were like, no, don't leave, don't leave. Right? But they, thought it was, they thought I was their good luck charm. <laughs> you know? In some ways, I was, because they saw me doing well. They started increasing their bets, not because they knew what I was doing, just because they, they just thought, hey, this guy's on a roll. And then once I left, they thought, it was about to go. They, they thought their luck was over, which in reality it was because 
the hands the hands were about to go south, <laughs> but not for the reasons they thought. You know? I was like, if you ladies are smart, you'll leave right now. <laughs> like, Come on, were those? those you can't say that. Hey, Mike, was it the, the Asian ladies with the butts like black ladies and lips like black ladies? <laughs> I, I, I had a, I had more of a, a butt like a black woman. <laughs> these, these ladies are looking at me. Going, I wish I had that butt. <laughs> <laughs> they could too. It's my hey. Now we can, we can reference them somewhere now. Dr. Garcia can take care of it. What do you do, though, when you have a young woman who comes in who who's like, look, you know, I'm not happy with my ass, I'm not happy with my rack. I mean, <laughs> do is what, what's the what's the procedure where are the counseling or the questioning that occurs in that situation? Well, you know, to be honest with you, uh, you know, the, the breasts are a little bit easier because there's there isn't much they can do to do that. They, they, although women still go to the gym and, and work their pecs. I don't know <laughs> for what reason. Get rid of what little you have. Right. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, I, I'll tell you, I mean, people come in for butt, you know, augmentation. Yeah. The first thing I tell them, I said, I want six months of legit glute training. And I give them the name of people, articles to read about how to train your glutes. And, and they go, well, but I want a big butt. I go, well, that's what's going to give it to you. Because they come in with that flat butt. It's <clears throat> They didn't lose fat. They, their glutes are atrophy because yeah. they, they never mm-hmm. use them. And, and, I mean, I'll tell you, there is nothing sexier than a girl with a nice set of glutes. Hey, man, yeah. someone said no one ever made a song about a flat ass, okay? <laughs> I, mean, be, I don't want them floppy now. I like, you know, they got... Al Pacino didn't get excited in that scene in Heat over a flat ass. She's got a great ass. (laughs) He said that with passion, man. That that wasn't even in the script. That was... ...to realize that we're all making that face inside when we see a great ass. Hey, man, you know an ass is great. You know an ass is great when... An ass is great when a woman walks by and another woman goes, gosh, she's got a great ass. That's that's the compliment right there. (laughs) Okay? That says a lot. And that's what women don't understand. We're drawn to things visually. But at the same time, th- that girl's going to move out of our view. We forget him. We're just like animals. Because <laughs> there's going to be another ass walking by. Like, whoop, there's another right, one. Exactly. <laughs> I just, oh, I noticed like, that. On to the next one. Which goes back to what I said. Women, don't try so hard. Don't give us that much credit. Okay? It doesn't take that much. See, that goes beyond the whole the whole vagina thing now. It's like, oh, does she have a great ass? Okay, good. I'm good. <laughs> so don't give us that much credit. That's what gets you in but here's the here's the question here's the question, Doctor Garcia. What about men that come to you wanting like calf implants or butt implants? <laughs> yeah, or pec implants now. You know, like really pec implants. I did one <laughs> set of pec implants and I, I vowed never to do them again. Uh, <laughs> Even you have your limits. <laughs> yeah, I know. This I did them. It was twenty some years ago. I did as a young kid. He was very, um, you know, he went on that side of the fence. And he just didn't like to be in the gym all the time, but he didn't have any muscle. And I put him in there. And just like a girl that's getting breast implants for the wrong reason, mm-hmm. he was never happy. He looked great. The yeah. problem was he looked like he was always flexing. And, <laughs> you know, it's because it, you can't, I mean, a thing doesn't contract. They're made right. out of solid silicone. So it's like, imagine going to Victoria's Secret and getting one of those, you know, boob inserts and stick it in underneath your muscle. Well, he's like a Ken, he's like a Ken doll. He's a 24-hour Ken doll. Right, yeah. It's just like that guy that... <laughs> well, I guess, I guess one benefit is if you get shot there, you know, it's not going to go... Right. <laughs> you know? 
The fragments won't go down. There's one lady. There was one lady that got shot, and her and her breast implant stopped the bullet. You know. Wow. But I wouldn't count on it. <laughs> Continue to wear my ceramic vest. That's yeah, you know the that's, reason to get them. That's no, no. Yeah, that's why they make plate carriers. I'm just gonna take my chance with that, man. It's you know it it uh, anyone that comes in for that. Um, on on, a, on the torso, you know, shoulders, you know, delt mm-hmm. implants, bicep implants. Right. You know, I say, listen, you got to come back and you got to show me you've seen a psychiatrist for six months mm. because you've got a serious issue. I don't want to do a surgery that can cause you problems until it's the same thing when I do, you know, gender reassignment patients. Mm. They got to live the opposite sex for two years, mm. be on hormones of the appropriate fashion, and their psychiatrist has to give me clearance. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise, there's no going back. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I mean, literally, okay. you know, I mean, it's uh, and the weird thing is, you know, 80% of the, the guys that turn into <clears throat> women keep the penis. I never understood that. Yeah, it, it is a uh, it's kind of like a, they want to keep something to remind them who, who they were or something, yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, what are they going to do with that? I wonder if there's, I mean, there has to be at least one case of this, but I've never heard of it. But I wonder if there's ever a case of someone who got a sex change and then decided, oh, man, this was a big blunder. No, <laughs> no, 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 let me tell you. Oh, that happens. No, that happens. <laughs> yeah. I've, no, I, I've read them in the research and medical journals. It does happen. Um, and um, you can, in certain instances, go back. But I can tell you. Um, rebuilding a penis is is a very challenging operation. It'll it'll work. Your sensations never going to be the same, um, and um, it's it's uh, it's doable. I yeah. mean, you know, we learn from guys that were, were injured in, in accidents where they, right. they lost their penis, and Ugh. basically, what you take a, the uh, the radial bone out of their form, some skin, and you form um, uh, a shaft mm. uh, out of that. And uh, then you just attach it to the nerves at the end of their, you know, the clitoral nerves, yeah. the nerves mm-hmm. in that skin. So they look like they have a penis. They can pee through it. They could actually have intercourse, but the sensation, you can't ejaculate, obviously. And, yeah. and uh, So, it, you know, it, um, which, which kind of baffles me because when are you going to show that? I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Constructed. I mean, when you, you know, but it, again, it, it's one of those things. It's, uh, int- I mean, so. A lot of weird stuff out there, man. That's all I can say. Yeah. You know, uh, ample opportunities for me to find surgical patients. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's smart, though, with the counseling. Yeah. Is, that, is that something that you legally have to do or is it something no. you do? <clears throat> something I do. Yeah, that's smart. It, it's just, and I tell them, you know, it's um, it's for your own benefit. I'm here for you. You got a question. You know, and if we, if we go through this, I, we all want to be doing this as safe as possible. Because um, a lot of them come in on a bunch of antidepressant stuff, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and and actually any patient, not not just the transgenders, but any of my patients that's on antidepressant medication, they got to bring me a letter from the doctor that prescribed them, uh, telling them telling me what is it that you're giving this person these drugs for, and because. I want to make sure that this person can read the consent and give me permission in the right state of mind. Right. If they're depressed. I don't. I don't know if I want that person signing a permission paper for me to do surgery. On yeah. Right. You know, that's. Yeah. I think you know. So, and uh, some of the doctors don't want to do it. I go. Well, I'm not going to do your surgery then. You know, because uh, this this is hard, fast rule. 
And um, I think making a decision like that in a depressed state, yeah, under, just asking for trouble. Yeah, because you're kind of, you're pretty much making a decision under duress. Okay, right, right. exactly. And 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 what I do really is psychiatry with a knife. People want to mm-hmm. feel better by something I'm going to change on their body, and and that's it's it should be the other way around. You, you know, you have something in your mind, and that's what causes you to change your body. I mean, it's it's right. not, you know, and that's why we go to the gym, and it just happens, you know, like like Mike said. But if you've got a, a difficulty that you can't come to grips with, um, surgery is not going to no, <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't. Maybe electroshock therapy, you <laughs> yeah. know, but you know, plastic a set of implants isn't going to fix your problem. It's yeah. not going to help you keep your husband. It's not going to bring the husband that left you back. And they come in here because they see their husband went, you know, is now going out with a girl who's younger and all that. And, and you get that. And I, that's why I tell them, women divorced, you know, come back in six months. Six months after divorce, we'll talk about it again. Because you catch them in that six months yeah. right after their divorce. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah, that's an extremely emotionally well, fragile state. Exactly. State yeah. This is a whole lot. Husband or whatever. Right. Exactly, because that's a big it. why period at that time. It's like you're just constantly asking, "Why did this happen to me? Why is this? Why? Why? Why?" And the thing is, it's one of those situations where you're not in a position to try to answer that on your own. You right. know, so you're you're it's above your pay grade to try to answer that no, at no, that I'm point. Not smart to do that. <laughs> you know. I can't answer that question. No, no yeah. way. Not a, not a chance. Not a chance. So. Awesome. Well, hey man, it's been great having you on. Hey, I loved it. Yeah, we'll yeah. keep up. We won't keep your whole day occupied here. Love to have you come back sometime. Oh, yeah. hey, whenever you want. Talk some more of this. Just down the street. We can talk yeah. about any topic. Uh, yeah, it's fascinating. We can make fun of Philippi if you want for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I think making fun of Dr. Pierce would be more fun. <laughs> well, that's that, easy. Might, that, might, that might get you in trouble over there. <laughs> yeah, it's easy, that's for sure. <laughs> Go at us sometimes. We have a fun time. <laughs> yeah. no, he's he's so. the butt of a few jokes over at oh, PSI. Well. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that's what happens. You have girlfriends that are bigger than you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story because he and I volunteer before we get up. We volunteer with the SWAT team. So yeah, right, right. And we we do that. So we have we have to pass a physical fitness test every six months. And a couple of years ago, he was seeing that one girl that you know, and um, it was a Saturday, and he wanted to go run the obstacle course uh, just to make sure he could do it. You know, because the test was coming up five days later, and he had, the girl was with him. So um, he did it, you know, and he passed uh, according to our standards. And that girl ran it and kicked his ass. I bet she did. Oh, I mean, right. I mean, she could it, do she, some strongman competitions. Oh. <laughs> she was a beast. Yeah. And he he was embarrassed because she just did not hold back, and everyone else was there looking at him like. I wouldn't be embarrassed. She weighs more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's on her testosterone levels are higher than yours. Mike. <laughs> yeah. I would, I, I would expect it. I was like, you should perform better than I am. <laughs> You're getting your money's worth, girl. <laughs> oh man! Now with the SWAT team, you two ride alongs where if someone gets injured, you help them out, or what's the purpose yeah. of that? We, yeah. we work like medic, uh, military medics. So okay, hmm. we get to the, the hot zone. So yeah. where the ambulance guys can't go, that's the way put us to get the person out of the building and provide medical care to stabilize them until we can get them out of the building and take them down to the. Uh, the ambulance and that stuff but uh hell i mean it's 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 a blast i mean i've been doing it 15 years now uh, it's a busy swat unit here in, in vegas they actually serve more warrants in the whole than uh, la county does oh. um I, mean, I was out last saturday from 
eight o'clock or nine o'clock at night till ten o'clock the next morning. Had a jumper at the Venetian that jumped off the side of the building, and then wow. we had uh, the guy that was on Spice who had an AK forty-seven that wanted to kill people. We had to go get him. So it's, but see, that's for me. It's great because my my practice is so many females. So when I get to hang out with the guys at the gym or with the SWAT guys, yeah, you know, I, I get uh, you know I get reinvigorated. There. Yeah, it's good. That sounds like a reality TV show. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Doctors on SWAT. Yeah, <laughs> some pretty crazy stuff, I gotta say. You know, but they taught. It's I love it. They let me do everything that they do. They put me through the SWAT school so I can jump out of helicopters and rappel down walls and wow. you know, shoot guns. So it's you know because I I go in with them. I got a bulletproof you know gear and a whole thing. So it's it's a gas. Really, yeah, that's pretty cool. GI Joe <laughs> at my age. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what are your training goals that you have right now? We'll leave with that. Well, um, you know, I I'm at five I'm, I'm at a 500 uh, pound deadlift right now. Oh, great! Uh, nice. So I want to see if I can get that up to five and a quarter, five fifty by the end nice. of 2016. And uh, I have some limitations. I got a lot of old injuries, so there's things yeah. I can't. But uh, Philip, you know, always manages a way to, to find something uh, for me to do. Well, he's but, a master of that, definitely. Yeah. But he's I'm the I'm known as the kettlebell guy. I mean, <laughs> whenever we do metabolic, I always put uh, some some kettlebell stuff in there. I should yeah. show set you guys some of my kettlebell workouts I've come up with these guys on uh, for metabolic conditioning. Uh-huh. I hate them because it's hard stuff. But it uh, you know the hundred pound kettlebell that we we use for you know for metabolic training yeah. is awesome. So uh, yeah, the metcon well, workouts there are tough in general. Yeah, yeah. everybody, everybody hated those. Wheel and spoke is the thing now. We get eight exercises. One's in the middle. You do you do the peripheral exercise. You go to the inside to the circle. You come back out. You go back inside, and then you do that one round, and then everything gets switched over. So when you got eight exercises like that, you get twenty four hundred reps. I think it is because we're doing, uh, and you're trying to get in there under twenty five minutes. So you're cooking. Yeah. And you're, yeah. Yeah. it's those kind of workouts like you guys have, where at the end you sit, you sit down on the ground before you know it, you're lying on your back, you know, <laughs> trying to get your air because it. Uh, <laughs> but it's, you, know, you got eight guys going. There's only one station open, and the guy's chopping at you. He's on your tail, so you got to run. Yeah. I mean, even some of the warm ups are tough. There, I remember when Tim, oh. Lark, my friend Tim Larkin, started working out there for a while. He would go through the warm-up period, and he would be on his back sweating. People would be like, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's in good shape. You know? yeah, exactly. Yeah. Jeez Louise, you know, he's, he's a good guy. Too, I, I, would fi- I would find clever ways to get out of those warm-ups. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, okay, you know, we can put you through the warm-up, or you can, go, you can go get on the power plate. I was like, yeah, I think I'll do the power plate today. <laughs> I would just do that every time. I'm going to go do 10 squats in the power plate. That'll work. <laughs> that, that six minutes of core training. is like, what? Yeah, I, I hated those warm-ups. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> beginning of the world, you got to do them at the beginning because you know he knows you're not going to do them at the end. You're going to walk out, so he makes you do them at the beginning. So. My my warm up is walking in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> I walk in there, I get going. That's my warm up. <laughs> method. Just bend over and lift something heavy. You know? Yeah, it's, it's functional, right? It's like you need yeah. to warm up before you do this. Then how do you know you can do it in a real life situation? <laughs> you're not going to have time to do all this mobility stuff in the real life situation. Uh, you've been you've been on the show with me Mike. far too long, Mike. <laughs> My philosophy. <laughs> exactly. exactly. But no, guys. I'd anytime you guys want me back. I love you guys. I love your show. You guys are, are legit. You know, I wish there was more people like you guys out there. But uh, so, you know, someday I think you're influencing enough that people like you will will start uh, multiplying out there. And I wish you the best. Uh, you guys are are inspirations to me, both of you. And uh, love your show. 
Appreciate oh, it. Oh, I really appreciate that. Thanks All a lot. Right. What's, the, what's the website where people can find out more about what you do? Yeah, easiest one is it's uh, lvcosmeticsurgery.com. Okay. Got there's it. a link there to the stem cell site if they want to go there. So, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds great. All right, guys. Thanks again. Awesome. A pleasure. Talk to you soon. Bye. Take, Take care. care. Good one. Yeah. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. And that, again, is our friend, Dr. Julio Garcia. Definitely check out his website. The stem cell stuff sounds really interesting. Oh, so yeah, it was, man. I'm going to look into. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to look into that more as, if nothing else, just something interesting to talk about on the show. Yeah. You know, just check that out. Try it out. I like to be informed on different therapies that are effective out there. And one thing you should be informed on doing is leaving us a review. You know, we have thousands of listeners, and we have 192 reviews on iTunes. And, and 50 Patreon supporters at, at, at the current moment. Yeah. So, some I mean, jacked up on, numbers, bro. man. <laughs> we should have 1,000 reviews on iTunes by now, right. given how many listeners we have. So go over to iTunes, leave us a review. Go to Stitcher, leave us a review. Leave a Share episodes on Facebook, share them on Twitter, and most importantly, use coupon code LLA to go support us. You can go to MikeMahler.com, get 10% off all of the best nutrition supplements out there, videos, ebooks, you name it. And how about with you, man? Yeah, you can get the same thing at NewWarriorTraining.com, 10% off of everything over there, ebooks, DVD, weight management 101 program, coffee stands for all you coffee lovers out there. You can get 10% off all of that. Hey, man, holidays are coming up, so... Shop with us because we actually have stuff that people that you shop for and give gifts to will actually appreciate what you're giving them instead of another pair of freaking socks and ties and and, and other boring things such as that or a Christmas card. <laughs> like, come on, man. Somebody stop killing trees yeah, exactly. and buy our products. <laughs> it's like, really? Because all they're going to do is throw that away. Whereas with our products, they're going to actually utilize those and thank you for it when they start feeling better and it actually enhances their lives. And then guess what? Now you're the hero. You're you're that guy. You're that chick now. So yeah. So, yeah. so don't be the zero that listens to our show and never does anything to support it. You know, if you're not going to buy some stuff from us, the least you can fucking do is go to iTunes or Stitcher and leave a review. Yeah. All or that. you can fuck off completely. Now, that's another option. <laughs> you can stop listening. <laughs> that's always an option. <laughs> we don't mind at all. <laughs> oh man. So yeah. There you go, folks. Oh, so another great episode. So keep it locked in. All right, folks. Take care. Take care, everyone.